Hey baddies, we have so much to talk about this week, but I mean, what else is new? We always have so much to talk about. Before I start rambling, I want to say, hi, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. As I was saying that, I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> oh no, we're all to a great start. Um, Okay, so where should we start? I think let's talk about this new moon that's coming up first. Not to be confused with the Twilight book. I've never read Twilight. Is there one called New Moon or did I make that up? <laughs> I think I made it up. Wait, there is one called New Moon. Why do I know that? And then there's one called Eclipse. I'm looking it up right now. And there's one called Eclipse and there's one called Breaking Dawn. Why is it? Oh, is it because they're, wait, it's because they're vampires, right? Wouldn't that be more like werewolves if it has to do with moon cycles? I don't know. <laughs> Not only is this not a Twilight podcast, but I've never seen or read anything related to Twilight, so I don't know why I'm even trying to talk about it, at least with The Craft or Hocus Pocus or The Covenant. It's flubber. It's things that I've seen. So where am I going with this? Who knows? But let's talk about the full moon that is coming on August 30th. So I have talked about um, Kyle Thomas before. He is one of my Facebook friends and also real life friends at this point. And he has a podcast called Astro Kiki Radio, which I know I've mentioned. Well, it's probably been a little while since I mentioned it on this podcast. But if you are into astrology, I know we all are. It is a great one to start with. He is, or not even to start with, but to sink your teeth into. He, another Twilight reference. (laughs) I'm on one right now. Um, He is a celebrity astrologer. He is very, very skilled and versed in all things stars and he has he was the one that made me aware of this new moon that's coming as you know I am not an astrologer I am a witch who likes the moon and the stars and the moon runs my life as I always say but when it comes to you know saying oh this planet's here and this is in conjunction with this and trying you know I still don't know what trying means even though Lena has so graciously explained it to me like seven times by now I still have no clue what it means I'm math dumb. I will just never understand it. Anyway, so yeah, Kyle is amazing. And he's been posting all over his like personal Facebook. And also in a lot of the like mid, the Mitch, oh my gosh, the witch and the mystical groups that we're in together. And like, you know, the astrology groups and everything about this new moon. And I was like, oh my gosh, this moon sounds amazing. Like we should talk about it this week. And he shared this article that he was interviewed for, for Bustle. So I'm going to read it to you. It's not very long. I will try not to stumble over my words. That is a hollow and shallow promise because you know I'm going to anyway. (laughs) But because this moon is so gorgeous and has so much promise, I think we should open up the episode with it this week. And I really like this article because it's stuff that we can actually put into practice and not just saying like, hey, this moon's coming. It's going to be great. Okay, but like... And I need to know what to do with it. I need to know how to prepare. And so it's called seven things you should and shouldn't do during the August 2019 new moon. So let's dive into it. On August 30th, we'll be treated to a rare astronomical event, a second new moon in a single calendar month. Astrologically speaking, this new moon is significant as it's meant to give a chance to turn our attention inward and balance ourselves before moving into September. The things we should and shouldn't do during the August 2019 new moon are not necessarily intuitive, as a double new moon is not something we're accustomed to. So you'll want to read on to ensure you have a full understanding of what the event means to you and your personal and professional life. 
Um, I'm realizing as I'm reading this out loud, which I also read in the bonus episode this week, that I don't pronounce moon correctly. I say, oh my gosh, I say moon. So I'm so sorry. Just bear with me. I'm Southern. I, I've tried to mask it as much as I can, but it slips out. All right, continuing. Sure, we might have a few more weeks of summer on the calendar, but with September comes school, a faster pace at the office, and a shift of energy all around. Yes, witching season. Gimme, gimme. I'm so ready for it. So this chance to recenter and turn over a fresh page before moving into the new month is clutch. To ensure that we get our new moon ritual squared away, Bustle talked to astrologer Kyle Thomas, hey Kyle, about how to approach and embrace this rare event. According to Thomas, quote, the gorgeous new moon in Virgo will be spilling blessings on over into the beginning of the new month. So we definitely have a lot to look forward to in this lunar and calendar month ahead. This new moon is majestic for many reasons, particularly because nearly half of the solar system has aligned their power behind it. Doesn't that sound dynamic? Mars ruling passion and drive, Venus ruling money and love, and Mercury ruling communication in the mind all dance alongside the sun and the moon, Thomas tells Bustle, of just how perfectly mapped out the universe currently is for the actualization of our most important intention. What's more, Uranus, the planet of surprise, will be smiling on over to that celestial celebration, giving us breakthroughs almost out of thin air. I hope you can't hear the thunder in the background. <laughs> It's really spooky Yuki over here today, and sorry if you can hear it. Hopefully the storm will pass soon. This is the perfect time for manifestation because the universe is opening a massive door to you. Hint, hint, start picking out your manifestation boxes and start decorating them if you want to personalize. Uh, Thomas encourages. So here's your guide for getting the most out of this special time and setting lasting intentions that will reap benefits for many moons to come. Don't. Forget to take your crystal with you everywhere. So this is perfect timing because we've just finished our crystal episode and talked about all the ways that crystal magic can just, you know, influence our practice and be a part of our everyday lives and also our witch world, right? Whether you believe in the healing powers of crystals or not, Thomas says it can't hurt to surround yourself with the energy right now. Clear quartz is one of the absolute best crystals to use for that. So be sure to stock your home with as many as possible and carry one for even faster results. So after I read this for the first time, I dug my crystal, my clear quartz out of my crystal, like, my crystal pouch where I keep all of them. And it's been in my bra ever since. <laughs> so your girl is ready. Do be open-minded with romantic opportunities. Okay, stick with me here. Go after someone you love, shake off stale relationships, grow closer, Thomas tells Bustle. The stars are literally aligned for you to get what you want in the romance department right now. So if you want a clean break, now is the time to get it. If you want a new partner, now is the time to find it. If you want a fun fling, now is the time to find it. Just be open-minded about what you get. Something, this thunder. I was just about to um, cut that out, but I... <laughs> I really like how spooky this episode is. I'm going to keep the thunder in. Sorry if it bothers you, but I don't know. It's giving me like a good vibe right now. Okay, so back to that. If you want a fun fling, now is the time to find it. Just be open-minded with what you get. Sometimes what's best for you doesn't look like what you thought it would. Oh my, okay, let's talk about this for a second. I cannot tell you how many times, like romantic or not, I have gotten exactly what I asked for, but it was in no way looking the way I expected it or had made up my mind that it had to look. But I have always found that it is so much better than what I imagined for myself. So if you are finding that that is your situation, trust the universe. 
because the universe is limitless and the universe has an understanding of things that we don't and it knows things that we don't. So don't say, but I want it to look this way (laughs) because it doesn't matter. It's what is given to us that is so much greater than what we have kind of set for ourselves because even what we're setting for ourselves, it's limited in certain ways. So don't get so stuck on like, I don't want to say the shallow parts of it, but the parts that you have very much have your mind made up about because it'll be so much greater if you receive what's actually meant for you and not the idea of what you think is meant for you and what it's supposed to look like and smell like and taste like and be like. I truly cannot tell you how many times I have looked back at my life and like what I desperately wanted at the time and thought, I'm thank goddess that this didn't work out. (laughs) Thank goddess that the universe had a bigger plan for me. And sent me things that I couldn't conceive of because they were so much better for me than what I I so desperately wanted at the time. And so, yeah, don't get so hung up on it having to be exactly what's in your mind because we can't even imagine all the variations that it could come in, you know? Which, going on to the love thing again. I keep getting my love, my romance card out of my Angel Answers deck, which to a lot of people, I know that is... Yes, finally, love is coming into my life again. I'm so ready. And to me, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I I don't feel like I'm ready for a relationship. And not to be like, because of my last breakup or just, or because of any emotions or feelings necessarily, I just don't feel like I'm ready for one because of where I am in my life. I feel like it'll slow me down instead of keep me on the trajectory I'm going, which is exactly where I want to be, you know, after a, a lot of hard work and a lot of years and misdirections and being distracted by relationships and, and partnerships and guys in the past. But the romance card is like, hey, uh, it's coming whether you want it or not. <laughs> not to make it sound like it's going to force a relationship on me, but more like it's coming and the timing is here. You know, timing is everything. So girl, you better start preparing yourself because It's not now or never, but like it's now. So come on. And I was actually talking to Kyle about this right before I started recording. And I was like, you know, I've been getting this feeling like I should sign up for a dating app, which I haven't been on since I met my ex. So almost two years ago now. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not against them. I know people are like, they are horrible. Don't use them. Like nothing good comes out of them. But I've been very lucky using dating apps. Like, what a humble brag. But no, really, I've been really lucky using them. Um, I mean, yeah, my last relationship ended, obviously, but we were, it was good for a long time. You know, it was an important relationship still in my life. And I can acknowledge that the things I learned and the things I got and the things I experienced. And so we were talking about this and he goes, aren't you a Pisces? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And he was like, okay, well, you have to put yourself out there. You cannot sit and wait for this thing to come to you, which could not be more me. I love when people do things for me. I love convenience. I love when people are like, oh, here's the thing you wanted. You're welcome. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love it so much. And he was like, you have to put yourself out there. You can like, and to me, it clicks so well because it is so my personality to just be like, oh, it'll come to me eventually. (laughs) So putting yourself out there made me think, okay, yeah. So maybe the dating apps thing is like, this is the right time. And I hadn't mentioned this to him yet. And then I was like, you know, I've been kind of having this feeling about getting back on them. And he was like, well, Uranus and Venus are kind of in this dance right now. And so, and Venus also deals with like technology and breakthroughs. And Venus is obviously love. And he was like, if there was ever a time to do it, hello, it's right now. So that's why I've been feeling it. I'm going to try it. 
If nothing else, it will make some fun stories for the podcast if it goes horribly awry. But I don't know. I have a good feeling, so we shall see. Also, did I say Venus or Uranus deal with technology and breakthroughs? Uranus does, not Venus. Venus is love. That's like the number one thing we all know. Uranus and Venus are together. They're in conjunction. But love plus technology means get on a dating app. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been getting that feeling too, I think this is a good time to try it out. I, I, You know, what's the harm in trying? Just, you can always delete them. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> all right. So back to our list. Don't stay in your comfort zone. So this is what we kind of just talked about. If you could never picture yourself traveling alone, signing up for a trapeze class, or asking your crush out, now is the time to do it. Surprise yourself. The doors of the universe are open, Thomas tells Bustle. Doing things that seem out of character for you will help to expand your character and enrich your future. Do. Conquer fears that hold you back. Don't let fears hold you back during this time, as your past will then determine your future. The first time I read that, I got chills. I just got chills. Reading that again, I that is... Some of the most fantastic advice I've ever heard. Like your past will determine your, oh gosh, that's so good. Your past will determine your future. Yeah. Yeah. Take a look at that. Thomas tells Bustle that now is the time to push past your fear threshold and open up your life to so much more. Don't think any goal is too big. Hello. Manifestation box. Samhain challenge. We're getting ready. Because this is Virgo, this is a Virgo new moon, we are encouraged to focus on the details. You can have everything you want in life if you build it day by day, Thomas tells Bustle. So break down your big dreams and go after them one detail at a time. No goal is too big if you break it down in a list. I um so the Virgo episode is a bonus episode, but you know, just briefly, in it we talked about how Virgos are incredibly meticulous and how they have this analytical mind and they can break things down into digestible pieces and put it all together. And that is what we should all be doing and approaching things. And then we can avoid those feelings we talked about last week of being like so overwhelmed by everything. It's okay to take it a piece at a time and it's okay. You know, we are going to write the thing in our manifestation box and we're going to do our Samhain challenge and have this big, amazing goal at the end. And it's okay then every day in between until we open that box again and we see our uh, intention realized or our manifestation realize that we're chipping away at it, that we're working away at it. You know, it's, oh, it's going to be so amazing. I'm so excited about the challenge. Uh, do find a better balance. Thomas tells Bustle that you should really take a look at your work-life balance during this time, because if, if it's out of whack, now is going to be the best time to implement a shift. It's great to be on top of your responsibilities, but you have to make room. This thunder, I swear, it's been like a little rainy all day, but this thunderstorm didn't kick in until I started trying to record this podcast. But you know what? We're going with the witchy vibes, babes. I'm into it. Um, did I read the last line? But you have to make room for fun so that you don't burn out. Yeah, that's incredibly important. New moon, full moon, crescent moon, waxy moon, waiting moon. No matter what's going on in your life, balance is incredibly important. Don't neglect your health. According to Thomas, Virgo rules fitness, diet, and our routine. So if you want to make improvements there, this is the best new moon to do so. Try a new fitness class with a coworker or take a long walk with a friend to make sure that you're getting a good balance and making your health goals as fun as can be. If you haven't had a checkup in a while or taken the time to cook a meal at home, now is the time to make that appointment and retrain yourself to make nourishing your body a priority. Yeah, that's like, can I need to take that advice personally? <laughs> I can tell you that I, um, instead of having like a hot girl summer, I had 
like a tasty girl summer. I wasn't tasty. I just ate everything that was. So I gotta work on it now. Okay. But yeah, that is the whole article. I will share the link in the Facebook group and I will put it in the uh, episode notes. I always want to say down below because I'm so used to watching YouTube and like the few YouTube videos I ever recorded. Uh, but yeah, I guess they are below in the description. It'll be down there. You can click on it. You can go through it. You can read about it because August 30th is only a few days away, especially from when this episode comes out and we are going to have such a beautiful, prosperous moon. And the, from the way Kyle has been describing it in like other groups and the way I've seen him, you know, kind of write about it outside of this interview he did is that it's just going to blast a door open. And that thing that you've been waiting for, it's there. Like the manifestation is there. I'm so excited about it. So I thought it was the perfect way to kick off this episode. And now we're going to talk about your homework. Did you do it? What did you do with your crystals? I saw a few people did crystal grids. Um, a lot of people were into the crystal grid article that I shared. Again, it's in the Facebook group. You can just search Mickey or crystals or grid. <laughs> it should come up. Um, but I, I really hope you just spent a little time with your crystals and did a little bit of magic with them and really connected in after last week's episode. I went to the witch door and I got my black tourmaline that I talked about. Did I talk about that and say I was going to go get it? I think I did. And when I walked in, there was the most gorgeous bloodstone that, as always, was just like, hey, girl, I see you came all the way to the witch store. It was for me. So I got this gorgeous bloodstone. And she was so different than all the other ones in the the bowl. Yeah. It was um, all, of, you know, bloodstone can be really green with just kind of like striations of red and brown in them. And this one is this beautiful, deep red color, like a <clears throat> voice don't fail me now. Like this kind of clay of the earth red, so gorgeous. And she was just sitting there waiting for me. And I picked her up and she was the only one like that. And I took her home with my black tourmaline and I love her so much. I love them together so much. So I've been wearing them together around my neck. And like I mentioned, I dug out my clear quartz. Uh, and so I've been having it in my bra because what better place to manifest from, I think. <laughs> I haven't lost it. It hasn't cracked in half yet. So we're doing good. Um, also from last week, your manifestation boxes. I know some of you have started, some of you have shared them in the group. I'm so proud of you for like taking the initiative to get started this early, for sharing them, for letting us get a sneak peek at what it looks like or what it's going to look like. And just, you know, talking about it and getting excited about it. I'm very, very excited about it. I've said for the 10,000th time now. Um, so if you have gotten it already and you want to share it with the group, go for it. If you haven't gotten it yet, don't stress out about it. You have over a month to get it together. I, oh, I was just going to say, I don't have mine, but I do. I mentioned very early on in this podcast that when I was a kid, what was it? What was that bonus episode? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Who knows where it was? I'm sure you heard it. I'm, I'm sure I said it because I repeat myself all the time. But at some point in the podcast, I was talking about how we really identify with our sun signs, right? Like that is a thing when you're a witch kid, especially you glom onto that, like, oh, well, I'm a Pisces. So I'm like this. <laughs> and I mentioned having this box, I must have gotten it when I was 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there where I was I was getting real spooky because I'd seen the craft for the first time. And it was all just black velvet tops and black chokers from there, you know. And the box, I have not seen it in maybe 10, 12, 15 years, honestly, it just, it's one of those things that you have as a kid and it just disappears and who knows where it goes. And I assumed it had been donated or just thrown in the trash or whatever. And, um, I was at my parents' house and they were having their floors done in a room that had been used to just put things that needed to be dealt with at some point in time, like a pre garage sale situation or something. 
And in moving all this stuff around, I found literally just sitting on top, after I did the manifestation box uh, episode, well, not episode, but we talked about it in last week's episode, it, I found the box. I found the box that I had been referencing that I owned 20 years ago. Yeah, almost exactly 20 years ago because I would have been 11, 12, maybe a little bit more. Um, and it's in perfect condition. It was just sitting there. I talked about manifestation, wish boxes, and it was just sitting there on top of like a plastic bin or whatever. In perfect condition. Like, hi, here I am. You want a, you want a manifestation box? I'm back, babe. So I'm holding it in my hands right now. It's the craziest thing. And it says February 20th to March 21st and then Pisces. And there's a sun and moon kind of in the middle of it. And all these little tridents around the edge. It's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight octo- octagonal shape. Um, and around the sides. This is how I, I remember describing it this way. Because I said, oh, you know, how the sites of Pi- the traits of Pisces on the side. So it says sensitive, artistic, fun-loving, successful, charitable, intuitive. And then around the second base, it says a water sign Pisces, a water sign Pisces, a water sign Pisces. And um, water signs harbor emotions and sensitivity. Water signs harbor emotions and sensitivity all the way around. Make sure you don't forget. But I was, oh, oh, that's right. And then on the inside, um, so I remember when I got the box, they had one for every sign, right? But I was a Pisces, so I was like, give me, give it to me. And so on the inside, there's, oh, oh my God. Oh, I just got a chill. I forgot about this. Okay, so the motto inside is, quote, I relate. And then it has, I, oh, I seriously have chills right now. And then it has the two Pisces, um, the two fish to, you know, the Pisces sign. And then it says a water sign and it shows the constellation. It shows the flower, which is a daffodil. And then it, I'm going to show you this in the Facebook group, but in the, left-hand corner, the gemstone is a bloodstone. What? I have chills right now. That's crazy. I have not opened this box in 20 years after just finding it, where it's been hiding in plain sight, I guess, all this time, just waiting to be found. And I go to the witch store, and a bloodstone is what reaches out to me. I open this box up, and in the lid, the gemstone that is listed and painted on the box is bloodstone. (sighs) Okay. See, this is what I'm always telling y'all. This witch stuff all links up. If you, it's like thinking about the universe sometimes and you start thinking about stars and planets and the depth of space too much and you get really freaked out. If I start thinking about this witch stuff too much and how it all links up, I get very freaked out. And that's why, but freaked out in the best way. Wow. I, wow. Oh my gosh. And I've never owned a bloodstone before. Um, That was the first one. It just called to me and I opened the box and there it is. So that's, Okay, so (laughs) anyway, I will share this with you all in the group just to give you another idea of what your manifestation box can look like. You have until September 27, 28, 29 to get yours together um, because we really want to get our Samhain Challenge rare in to go on October 1st. Um, All right, so all that being said, let's get into our Patreon shoutouts and then let's get into our topic of the week, which I am almost 100% certain I said this in last week's episode. I remember saying it and I remember being like, don't say that because what if you forget or what if you change your mind in the week between? But I'm pretty sure I said we were going to talk about chakras and that is exactly what we're going to be deep diving today. It is time. It is the chakra episode. Okay, so I'm going to do what I did last week. I'm going to be reading from two different pages on Patreon because I want to make sure I get everyone in here. So if I miss you, I am so sorry. 
I will say your name with extra love and tenderness and care next week, but I think I got everyone down. So an extra special thank you to Shannon, Maya, Aurora, Celine, Bryn, Lindsay, wow, I already ran out of breath, <laughs> Becca, Alicia, Nalling, Heidi, Mackenzie, Lena, Sasha, Brett, Elizabeth, Adele, Aaron, Carla, Sola, Amanda, Courtney, Brandy, Lauren, Stephanie, Ashley, Vanessa, Adam, Crystal, and Kristen. I think that's everyone. Um, there's been so many new pledges. It's been crazy. So thank you so much. It means so much to me. Um, again, if I missed your name, I'm so sorry. You can fuss at me in the Facebook group, um, but I promise if I miss you, I will make extra sure next week. And it'll be good because we'll be in September, so I'll have like the full list all together. So if I am skipping anyone, I, I'll get it together. I know it seems unlikely, but I promise I will. <laughs> and, you know, as much as I thank the patrons, I just thank all of you for being here and for listening and for downloading and telling your friends and being in the coven because I love you all so much and I couldn't do it without you. Okay, so our chakras. Let's go um, top to bottom. You know, it's so interesting because when I think about my chakras, I always think, well, hmm, this speaks to me as a person, which we'll get into in just a little bit, but <laughs> I always think top down, but a lot of the times when you're seeing talk about the chakras, it goes bottom up, which makes sense because your root, your lowest chakra is your foundation, right? And you build upon your foundation. Maybe if I wasn't such a, a flighty patty, that didn't rhyme. I was trying to think about like names that go together, flighty pity, then <laughs> I would be able to think of them in the correct order. So nevertheless, we're going to go bottom to top and we're going to go with the colors first because I think when people do think of the chakra, even if you don't necessarily know which name goes where, like, okay, so throat. Obviously we know where our throat chakra is, you know, if it happens to be in your thigh or in your big left toe, perhaps consult someone, but we all know where the throat is. So hopefully that's where we will find that chakra. Um, or the heart chakra. We know it's in our chest. Uh, the crown chakra goes on top of your head. But when we're talking about like the sacral or solar plexus, that's where it can get a little bit confusing. But I feel like everyone, well, I feel like most people that are in the spiritual world, um, even if you're not necessarily a witch, which, you know, not all, not everyone here has to know if they're a witch yet. You've got time to figure it out and see how you feel about it and see what's natural to you. But everyone that kind of, and even not in the spiritual world, but like in the holistic world, or even if you just go get massages and facials and stuff, there's always some figure or drawing or poster or something that will show you the chakras and will show you them by color. So I think the color is an important place to start. Color plays an important part into the chakras as a whole. And it's also, we're going to talk about the associated crystals with each chakra. So it's something we're going to keep coming back to in this episode. So again, going root to crown, our bottom to top, our colors are, so for our root chakra, oh, I should probably tell you what chakra means, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's a good place to start. So chakra, I have only ever heard it said that way. If there is a more perfect pronunciation, you are always free to correct me. Do not ever feel bad about that. Um, you know, I'm a Pisces. I don't love criticism. So if you happen to be nice about it, that would help. <laughs> but I am always open to it regardless. But um, chakra is a Sanskrit word that means wheel, which is pretty gorgeous and perfect because we know there's these recurring themes of wheels in witchcraft. We know 
that it's all about the cyclical nature of life in the universe and nature itself. And it's all about, you know, the continuation. It's all about the, the eternal, I was going to say the eternity. It's all about the eternalness of, of everything around us. You know, it all continues. We will come, we will go, but energy and the stars and witchcraft and magic itself will continue to exist and exist and exist and it will transfer and it will change shape, but it will always be there. So I think the wheel, I mean, obviously we also have our, our uh, wheel of Sabbaths in witchcraft that we're very familiar with by now, hopefully. So it's just another component of that wheel concept that we're always dealing with in witchcraft and magic. So yeah, we're just seeing it pop up again with chakra. Um, I will be attempting to pronounce the Sanskrit names for each chakra only once. I won't be like when I tried to say all the Sabbaths and butchered them horribly. I will say it once, get it out of my system. Um, and we will just go with English names for there. Sanskrit is an absolutely gorgeous language. It deserves all of our respect. It's so beautiful and, you know, so important. Um, so I'm going to try my best to make it sound as correct and good as possible. And, you know, just fingers crossed. <laughs> That's all we can do. <laughs> okay. So let's get back to our colors. So for our root chakra, the color is red, gorgeous, grounding, beautiful, vibrant red. For our sacral chakra, the color is orange. For our solar plexus, the color is yellow. For our heart chakra, it's green. I know a lot of people expect it to be like a red or a pink. It is a beautiful, fertile, vibrant green. Um, for our th throat, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, I watched this comedian, sorry, I'm going to sidebar real quick. I watched this comedian named James Acaster. Like I think he's brilliant and gorgeous and I love him so much. And I listen to all his stuff and he, um, his accent makes him pronounce T H like F. And I think I've been listening to him so much that I'm now doing the same thing. So instead of saying throat, I keep wanting to say throat. <laughs> so Sorry if that happens. It's because I've been watching too much of a comedian's work and now it's stuck in my head and I just take on accents all the time like a sane person does. So your throat chakra is blue, gorgeous, brilliant blue. The um, third eye chakra is indigo. And last but certainly not least, but certainly at the top, your crown chakra is a beautiful light violet color. Um, I almost like to think of it more as like an iridescent, pearly, white, purpley, bluey situation, but you will traditionally see it as like that light violet, um, lavender purple. And I know what you're thinking, Mickey, this sounds really familiar. Where have I too seen these colors in this order? It's the rainbow. Isn't that amazing and gorgeous? Oh, I love it so much. So we all know Roy G. Bev, right? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, those are the colors of the rainbow. That's the little name to remember them. I remember when I finally, someone finally taught me Roy G. Biv, which I think was someone in like, maybe like my fifth grade teacher who was really cool and like, let us go outside and play the cloud game sometimes. And, uh, you know, the teacher that's like, oh, it's such a pretty day. Let's not stay indoors. I'm pretty sure she's the one that taught it to me. And it's like my world opened up for the first time. <laughs> because you never, I think as a kid, you're very aware that this is something beautiful, especially as a witch kid. You're very aware that this is something beautiful and spiritual in some sense. It makes you feel a certain vibration, but you can't quite see all the variety in it, especially because it can be super faint or 
Um, you know, if you're like me, you just have busted eyesight. <laughs> so when I learned Roy G. Biv and how the colors all bleed into each other and how this like prismatic effect and the existence of the color indigo changed my life. It like let me know that there's a world out there bigger than what we already see because we all know red and we know yellow and we know orange. Like, and great, nothing wrong with those colors, but indigo, I mean, that's like the bougie mess I'm trying to get down with. So yeah, your chakra colors, the rainbow colors, you can Roy G. Biv both situations and that's how you remember it. Something that is important to remember about the chakras is that it has a very real physical effect on you and it will also have like a spiritual emotional effect on you. So when we're talking about them, keep that in mind with all the different things we're going to go through. Um, it's not this abstract. I mean, it is an abstract concept because you couldn't, you know, open up my navel and find my sacral chakra. Like you couldn't pick out this yellow force from my body and put it on the table, right? Like you could my uh, stomach, I don't know, <laughs> whatever organ you want to pick from. But in it's not purely spiritual, like some things we talk about, and it's not purely physical, like things we experience. It is both. So we're going to be talking about how it affects the physical body and also about how it affects our spiritual and emotional selves. Okay, all that out of the way. So let's start with our root chakra, our beautiful, gorgeous foundation. So uh, the element that is associated with the root chakra is earth. And your root chakra is placed at the base of the spine. So if you can, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're sitting in your home and you're somewhere where you feel safe and then you have a little bit of quiet, as I'm talking about the chakras and I tell you the placement, I want you to try to close your eyes and just visualize that color. Visualize, um, when I like to do it, I almost like to think of it as like a big gemstone or a big colored diamond. And so I, it helps my mind just kind of wrap around it a little bit better. Instead of just trying to focus on like light or something that I can't grab and touch, I try to think of it as, I don't know, a dinosaur egg, if that's what works for you. But I like to think of it as like a big, juicy, colorful diamond. So yeah, try to visualize that root chakra. It is at the base of the spine. So we're talking about not the upper, you know, not where your neck connects. Is that even called the base? I don't think so. Listen, I did really well in biology and I know that's part of biology, but I don't remember I was 14. Um, yeah, so try to visualize that there. And of course, if you are driving or if you're at work, like don't close your eyes. I don't want you to get fired, but make a mental note of just, you know, take a second if you can and just think about feeling that red light, that red shape kind of emanating right there. It's the foundation of your energy and it's also where the physical body connects. Um, so when we're talking about our root chakra, we're going to be talking about, uh, governing of the kidney, bladder, hips. Um, it also ha it deals with one's like own sexual energy, your vitality, your, your vibrance, you know, uh, I kind of really think of it as the life force, uh, especially because it is one that's supposed to keep us so grounded and so connected. And as the first chakra, even though it's the lowest chakra and some of us think of it in reverse, it, again, is like foundation. Everything that you are going to do is going to be rooted out of there. In fact, the word for um, your root chakra in Sanskrit is, stick with me, muladhar chakra, which means root support. So everything is going to be rooted from there. That's why it's first. That's why it's so important because if you have a bad foundation, everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> you, know, you don't want cracks in the foundation. You don't want one that is 
uh, slanted or like filled up with water because at some part, at some point, whatever you build on top of it's going to come crumbling down. So when we're thinking about like a sturdy foundation, what are the things that we need for that? We need, you know, security. We need safety. We need home. We need food. We need shelter. We need comfort. All of these things. So that's all things that the root chakra deals with. It's all things that it governs as well. And it really is like the basics. Like this is the basics of my survival. That is what the root chakra is going to deal with. So when you have a chakra, it can be blocked or it can be open. It can be activated. You know, you can get it. You just because it's blocked doesn't mean it's going to be blocked forever, but it can definitely be blocked. This is where what I said earlier about how I was thinking about the chakras comes in. Um, I very much am a Pisces. As we know, I am a triple water sign. As we know, I am a dreamy goose. I'm always up in my mind. Um, the one word that people have liked to use to describe me is flighty. <laughs> I don't know if that's always accurate. Um, but I do, I personally have always been kind of hard to tether down. Um, I've always just had a lot of ideas and a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, a lot of dreams and not always realistic, but you can't really tell me otherwise. So I have been very much in my upper chakras for a long time. And I had a, an exotic, uh reading. I think I mentioned it when it happened on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I know I mentioned it because that might have been the first time I ever mentioned chakras on here. But basically, she was like, listen, it's great to, you know, have this up in the clouds kind of mentality. You know, it works for you. But you have to ground yourself. That's why you have all these ideas and things, but they aren't coming to fruition because there's no foundation there. Again, what are you going to build when there's no foundation? Nothing. It's just sticks in the mud falling over. So... She's the one that really got me focused on unblocking my chakras, on activating my chakras, because it just wasn't there. She said that for me, she could see that like my crown and my third eye were just brilliant. They were so big and inflated and so colorful. And then she would get down to my root and my sacral and my solar plexus and they were dim. They were just dimmed out lights and they were teeny tiny, you know, whereas my, my upper chakras were like huge balloons, huge stones. My other ones were like little pebbles because I just wasn't giving them any focus. They were totally blocked. I didn't pay any attention to them. I didn't take care of them. I didn't nurture my chakras. And so why in turn, you know, would they nurture me physically or emotionally or spiritually back? So yeah, they can become very blocked. Doesn't mean they're blocked forever. It just means you got to pay a little attention to them. And there are definitely signs. So these are the signs for if your root chakra is blocked. Um, you may feel stuck and sluggish. That's stagnant. Oh, that actually reminds me. So I had another reading last night. <laughs> well, it was a couple of days ago, but I just got it. And um, the girl who did it for me, I will, the woman who did it for me, I will share her information. I'll get her permission first. But um, she basically channeled a the witch of Los Angeles, who is this woman named Louise. I cannot remember her last name. I'll uh, look it up and share it. And I believe she shared something like she was the only witch to ever do um, a live, a live spell or ritual at the Hollywood Bowl. I hope I'm getting all these facts right. I will look it back and correct myself if I have it wrong. But she was basic. Brittany was channeling. Um, Brittany, who was doing the reading for me, was channeling Louise, and. Even though I had the ex-shockic, hard word for me, reading uh, probably six months ago. Yeah, because I was still with my ex when I had it. So six, seven months ago now, the same thing came up. She said, you know, actually the first card she pulled for me under Louise's guidance was the Milky Way. And um, just like 
the limitlessness of space. And she also got a star card for me, which means, you know, I'm up in the clouds a lot. So I'm up in space a lot. I'm a little bit of a space cadet. I can openly admit that if you listen to this podcast, you know, I can get a little spacey. <laughs> if you talk to me, you know, I can get a little spacey. And that was a really good reminder for me that I need to bring it back down. I need to focus on my lower chakras because even though they're my lower ones, it doesn't make them less important. Those are actually really important. That's our one, two, three, you know, counting up. So yeah, I was still having that space imagery, that being up in the clouds, that being untethered, that being floating around, that, you know, not having the foundation I need because I'm too busy flying away. And that's what I'm really concerned with because I want, I want something sometimes greater than what I can see right in front of me. And I need to focus on what's right in front of me because there's greatness to be had there as well. So those are my two experiences. So my root, I would say my root and my solar plexus and my sacral are weaker right now, but we're going to have some homework to fix that up. So no worries. Okay. So, um, if your root chakra is blocked again, so feeling stuck, feeling sluggish, the thing I was about to say that sent me into that memory or that I wanted to share that is that stagnant feeling. Remember how many times I brought up that stagnant over the course of this summer? That's where that's coming from. Uh, stress, uh, persistent financial problems, uh, feelings of abandonment, feelings of, um, what's that word? Not abandoned, but uh, attachment, like detachment, feeling detached from things and from people and feeling like not necessarily wanted. Um, uh, negative feelings towards your body, feeling like you're not good enough, uh, really issues with like your self-esteem, with your confidence, um, with having just a lot of anxiety, a lot of insecurity, a lot of fear, all those things that we're working so hard to banish away because we know how anxiety and fear love to just breed in on themselves, right? They, they're like, mm, more fear. Thank you, please. Mm. They just love it so much. And that's stuff we're trying to banish. And with a strong unblock activated root chakra, we can then do that. Um, your physical traits of a block chakra, you may experience tummy trouble. So, you know, diarrhea, constipation, um, having to use the bathroom a lot, pain with your kidneys, kidney stones, anything that is, you know, kind of rooted down in that area, you will see a change in that. And, uh, tummy troubles ain't fun. <laughs> I can tell you that. I know I've talked about, um, like last year and a half ago, I was very sick for a period of time and it was all tummy troubles. And I can't a hundred percent say, Oh, it's my root chakra. And then I meditated and it went away. I mean, I had to have modern medicine intervention as well, but I don't think it hurts to look at both. I don't think it hurts to look at physical and like tangible solutions and medical solutions and science solutions and also look at spiritual solutions. Why can't, you know, they exist together. You don't have to just be relying on one as long as one's not like blocking the progress of the other, I guess is the best way to say it. And then for your root chakra, um, I'm going to read you a list of crystals because there are 70 all together. <laughs> so I didn't want to just write them all down. Um, but the website is loveandlightschool.com if you want to look it up for yourself. But the crystals you would put with the root chakra are red pyrope garnet, black tourmaline, smoky quartz, red jasper, dravite tourmaline, black obsidian, hematite, jet, petrified wood, and chiastolite. I have never heard of that, but it's also referred to as the cross stone. So if you have heard of it, or if you have some in your collection, please post it in the Facebook group because... um. I'd love to see that. I've never heard of that stone before. Okay. On to our sacral. 
Wait, just kidding. I forgot to tell you the signs of an open chakra. If we want to know the signs of uh, when your chakra is blocked, we should also be aware of the when it's open to you. So um, having a strong connection with your family, um, uh, feeling wanted, feeling loved, feeling confident, feeling content, feeling good with your body, feeling um, confident with money, feeling not that stress and anxiety that money breeds, which of course it does. It's extremely stressful not having money, having just enough money, you know, thinking where your money's, I mean, everything about money and finances is extremely stressful. So if you find that stress reducing, then, um, your root chakra is open and functioning, you know, hopefully. And, um, just having abundance, a lot of abundance with your root chakra being open, having what you need, having what you want, having, having everything met that you need. Okay. So now we can move on to our beautiful sacral chakra. Uh, I think I said this before, sacral is one of my absolute favorite words. I do not know why. I just think it sounds and feels amazing. Um, it's really close to the word sacred, and I really love the word sacred, too. It's something about that SAC, living for that. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you how to say it in Sanskrit. This one is the hardest one for me, of course, because it's the one that I love the most. Swadhisthana chakra. W, uh, nope. S-W-A-D-H-I-S-T-H-A-N-A -A chakra. And that means sacred home of the self. So as much as the root represents the physical body and like the meeting of the physical body and your energy foundation, the sacral deals a lot with the emotional body. The element for your sacral chakra is water. And your sacral chakra is just below your belly button, maybe like an inch or two. So if you're thinking again about the base of your spine, you have your red jewel there, then just a little bit up, not quite at the belly button. You know, this is very ballet school of me, but when I was in ballet school, they used to always say, think about a line going from your belly button to your spine and think about standing really straight and erect to have the right ballet posture. So I still like to think of it that way. I draw a line from my belly button to my spine and right there, that's where my sacral is. And it is the true center of the body. I know a lot of times we think like, oh, your heart's the center of your body. But that's only if you're thinking like torso up, <laughs> waistline up. If you're thinking head to toe, then the sacral is the true center. So it deals with um, sexuality, the nature of relationships, uh, purging yourself from feelings of guilt. It deals with pleasure. It deals with sensation. It deals with creativity and the joys of life and all these beautiful kind of abstract concepts. It governs the, um, the stomach related organs to that, our uh, primary sexual organs and our peripheral ones, like the ovaries, the prostate, the testes, all those really fun ones that you would giggle at in your textbook in seventh grade. <laughs> and, um, it really has to do with your desire to succeed, your creativity. You know, when we think about the color orange, whenever we're doing candle magic, the color that comes with for creativity is orange a lot of the time. So there's a connection there. And um, let's talk about when it's blocked, which is never fun, right? <laughs> but we got to talk about it. So um, when your sacral chakra is blocked, okay, I just said it again. I'm like, what if it's sacral? What if I'm saying it wrong? Well, to me, it's sacral, and I think that's beautiful. Anyway, so if it is blocked, you will have um, a difficulty with sexual intimacy with yourself and with your partner or partners. Um, you won't, really won't be able to allow yourself to like emotionally and sexually connect in an intimate way. You may see sex in a really bad light, that it can hurt you, or that you feel just like negative connotations with it, like it's something that's an absolute necessity or something that will lead somewhere bad. Um, 
you know, I'm trying to think of someone who is very freshly on Bumble <laughs> and may have, may have an encounter before this hot girl summer is over. You know, the association of like, oh, if I sleep with this person, then I'll probably never hear from them again. That can be a negative human experience, but also kind of a negative sacral uh, blocked experience, thinking that sex can be weaponized against you in some kind of way. Um, feelings of abuse, of hurt, of confusion, a struggle with their healthy self-image, a string of toxic relationships. I'm not saying that's a personal call out, but I'm not not saying it, <laughs> especially because I was saying like my lower third were the ones that were really just dimly lit and barely holding on by the time I had that reading. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, physical signs of a blockage could, you know, cause it does govern like your sexual organs. It could be stuff dealing with infertility, you know, not that that's always the only, I mean, not that it's the only cause, but you know how people talk about, you know, if you're really stressed out or if you're, there's a lot of negativity around you, it's just not the correct, cor correct. Wow. Not the correct atmosphere to nurture a new life and, and to have fertility be really potent. That stress and anxiety and fear definitely does contribute to that. Not saying again, it's the only cause or that clearing out this one chakra will automatically make us all the most fertile. Like, no, it's much more complicated and a lot more than that. But if you can alleviate that stress in that area that is governing like your sexual and reproductive organs, then it can perhaps help with fertility. You know, if it's something that you notice that you're struggling with, it's just like how, um, your, uh, if you menstruate, your just menstruation will go crazy if you're really stressed out or if you're really tired or you're just exhausting yourself or you're upset about something. I mean, I, <laughs> I was about to say, luckily, no, not luckily, my period shows up 28 days, no matter what, no questions asked, like, hey, I'm here, what's going on, plans ruined, cramps happening, let's do this. I can say no matter what situation I've ever been in, it is here on time, begrudgingly for me. But for most people, I would say, I think it's more common than not that when any kind of disturbance, imbalance, blockage, like our chakra, that happens, anything, especially with stress or anxiety, it can absolutely bring your period early, bring your period too late. How much money have we spent on pregnancy tests? Because my period was just being rude, you know, like that kind of situation. And so yeah, um, that kind of blockage can cause all kinds of issues with your, your sexual and reproductive organs. So we want to be really careful with that. Now, once we are unblocked, <laughs> Let's do that a little earlier before the crystals this time. <laughs> when it is open, um, you will have a stronger sense of your sexuality. You'll have more comfort with your sexuality, especially with intimacy. Um, and you'll recognize it as something that is powerful and something that's beautiful and something that's creative and an energy that goes outside of just pleasure. It's something that drives so many different parts of our life. You'll also be able to have more healthy sexual experiences with yourself, which is very, very important. And also with others, you'll be able to honor your sexuality, be comfortable in it, be confident in it. And again, not have that fear or experience necessarily that it's something that's being weaponized against you in some way. Like, oh, this person is just trying to get with in my pants, you know, as they like to tell us in high school, you watch out for those boys. They're just trying to get in your pants. <laughs> my pants were fine. I don't know where all those guys were. Mine were buttons. It was not an issue, but yeah, it's uh, not, you're not going to be letting toxic relationships really take root as maybe you would if you're that, if that, um, if that chakra was closed or blocked or, or just not functioning at the right capacity, because you will have more of a self, more of a sense of your sexual power and your awareness and your confidence. And, you know, maybe be a little more strong in cutting stuff off of the past. Be like, Oh, that's a red flag. Or, 
Um, I don't know what you're doing, but that's not my business. <laughs> you know, it's easier to do that when you are in a healthier space with all of that stuff, which is what I'm personally going to be like working on and experiencing right now and seeing, you know, is my, is my uh, sacral chakra brilliant and bright and, and full of magic right now. And I know how to not repeat a pattern that I did in past relationships or go after the same kind of person or, you know, see the patterns anyway, but he's six foot seven. So like, it's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. So I will definitely be focusing on my sacral because I want to put myself into healthy relationships and I want to be in a place to receive healthy relationships because that's what I really want and not like for some, someone specifically just like me who used to really be into like dramatic relationships because I thought that was the same thing as passion, which it's not. Um, let me, young listeners out there, hi, if you were in a really dramatic relationship, that's not passion. It's just drama. Um, but sometimes it feels like passion. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's not, it will drain you, trust me. Okay, so the crystals for our sacral. Carnelian, one of our favorites. Imperial topaz, amber, another favorite. Copper, another favorite. Fire opal, apricot, Botswana, agate. I've never seen that, but that sounds beautiful. I'm going to look that up too. Sparsartine, sparsatine garnet. Like I said, some of these I haven't heard of before, so please excuse me. Peach moonstone, orange calcite, and peach selenite. Okay, I had no idea that selenite came in other colors. Oh, it's over. I'm buying every one. I'm making my own Roy G. Biv selenite tower as soon as I go back to the witch store. That sounds awesome. Okay, on to our solar plexus. So can I tell you for the longest time, I thought solar plexus was a workout machine. <laughs> you said it like, I love flex, though, Okay, I'm a child of the 90s, as we all know. So I'm a child of infomercials. And I swear there used to be a machine called the Solar Plexus. I don't know. Or Flex something. And so for the longest time, whenever someone said Solar Plexus, I thought they were talking about a workout machine. You would like order on QVC or whatever, like 3 a.m. infomercial was on workout. <laughs> so imagine my surprise when I found out it was a chakra and I was a dummy. Okay, so... Your solar plexus chakra in Sanskrit is your Manipura chakra, and it means city of shining jewels. I mean, have you ever heard something more beautiful in your entire life? Like, it sounds so amazing. Bowflex! That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, so you're a kid of the 90s like I am. There used to always be infomercials for Bowflex, and somehow Bowflex which is a workout machine and solar plexus got put together in my mind. So for, and I'm not kidding, many decades, two decades at least, I thought that that's, I thought they were the same thing. I didn't know that was a chakra. <sighs> I'm a bad witch. What are you going to do? Okay. So your solar plexus is located about two inches above the navel. So when you're thinking again about your root, that's your base of your spine your sacral is like navel level, maybe like dropping an inch or two below. And then your solar, I'm like poking myself in the stomach right now and diagramming on my own body. You can't see me. It's not a visual medium, but yeah. So above the navel, like two inches above the breast. I'm now measuring how much there is. Yeah. I think that's like four inches in between. So kind of in between the breastbone and the navel, that is where your solar plexus sits. 
and the element for that is fire. So your um, solar plexus deals with like relationships with yourself, your personal power, self-esteem, self-worth. Um, again, that freedom from shame that we were talking about a little bit with the solar, nope, the sacral. <laughs> okay, we have all these sh sounds together. It just runs together for me. <laughs> but talking a lot about a little bit with uh, the sacral chakra as well. It also deals physically with your liver, with your spleen, with your small intestine. So when you are experiencing a blockage, the physical signs that you would look for are um, liver disease, ulcers, pancreatitis, uh, depression, excessive worry, kind of that gut feeling, you know, like the gut does a lot for our body. It, I, I had it explained to me and I kind of read on it once about how our gut can make determinations for us. So when we say like a gut feeling or intuition, kind of, you know, hair standing on end, those physical reactions we have to things, it's because we're actually picking up on energies. And so it is a real thing. It's not just a concept of, oh, I feel this way. Like your gut really is reacting to something. And you know, when you have like a lot of fear, anxiety, your gut will kick in physically. Like you may have all kinds of horrible reactions with your tummy, but also you will just feel that churning, that tightening, um, or like the butterflies in the stomach if something good is happening. So our gut actually does a lot for us energetically. Does that make sense? So saying that like things that deal with the small intestine and all that area that you can feel like depression or worry, it can come from that because that those are kind of gut instinctual feelings for us as well. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if it doesn't. <laughs> um, so that is if you have like physical blockages of the solar plexus, which I want to call the Bowflex now that I remember. <laughs> um, but you will also experience, you know, not just physical symptoms, you will feel powerless, uh, feelings of victimization, uh, or feeling victimized or self victimization. Those are two things that we should, you know, watch out for. Um, giving a lot of your power away to other people. Um, especially when you feel like you have to be the link between people and you have to be the one to like be the bigger person, quote unquote. I don't always necessarily believe in that, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, difficulty taking actions, uh, feelings again of like that worry, that anxiety, that depression that affects your confidence, affects your self-esteem. And, um, like we said, stomach pains, that's, par for the course. You might have that tummy trouble. It's a theme of the episode, I guess. And um, when that solar plexus has been opened back up and it's activated and it's vibrant and it's throwing out all kinds of beautiful yellow light everywhere, uh, you will have a strong sense of your power. You will be grounded in your power, right? Because we're still talking about we're building upon that foundation. So if the root is your foundation, which it is, you're grounding out of that. So you will feel powerful and you will know that it comes from a strong place emotionally, energetically. Um, and you will be really confident in the right ways to use your power and the right ways to manifest things with it and not the questionable, I don't know if this is the right way to go about it, but I'm going to go about it because that's what I want to do. You are able to kind of see the brighter light, right? That yellow, the bigger picture of it all. Um, you're able to admire others with power, uh, and have a lot of your own influence, be seen as a powerful person and not view people with like power similar or stronger than yours as something with like jealousy or envy, but it's something that you're really encouraged by and you look to as an inspiration. And, uh, with that power and influence, you want to be a light in the world. I think that's why we really focus on that yellow color 
you want to be a light and you want to do good. You want to use your powers for good, not evil. <laughs> so that's why we got to get that chakra all unblocked because we have so much good to do with it. And then for your solar plexus chakra, your stones are going to be my number one, probably all time favorite. I know I shouldn't pick a favorite, but I just love this one so much. Oh, wait. Except I love my bloodstone now a lot too. And I also love my blood. We don't have time. I can't go through all my crystals and like rank them because we'll be here four hours <laughs> and not just two hours like we normally are. But um, we have our gorgeous citrine. We have yellow topaz, golden calcite, golden tigers. Are you feeling warm while I'm like going through this list? I feel it. Uh, pineapple calcite, yellow sapphire, golden quartz, heliodore, pyrite, and just good old fashioned gold, baby. Because you just want to have that gold, powerful light emanating out that energy emanating out standing in your power being rooted in that power because you have such an amazing foundation and spreading that power and influence out into the world for the greater good solar plexus that's where it's at thank goodness i figured out it wasn't the bow flex so now we have arrived at the heart chakra i think perhaps the one that people are the most familiar with and reference the most even if they don't 100 percent understand all that it entails it's it's we know our heart chakra. We know our hearts. We know that that's such an important part of our body in a physical sense because that pumps our blood and it keeps us alive and vital, you know, and, um, uh, all the things hearts do things about oxygen circulating in your blood. I'm pretty sure didn't really pay attention on that chapter, but we also know it is the home of love for us and our emotions. And so obviously we're all really in tune with the heart already, but that also, when it's blocked, it's blocked, and that can cause a lot of issues. So where is your heart chakra? This one's going to be easy. <laughs> it's right where you think it is. Center of the chest. Again, not center of the body, but the center of the chest. And its associated element is air. So what does it deal with? What does it govern? The heart, literally. Our organ. I was about to say a muscle. Your heart's not a muscle, right? The, no. Because then like organ transplant. It's an organ. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Listen, I, I really got to brush up on that biology class. I brag about it too much. Okay. So it deals with love and spirituality, compassion, um, all of those emotions that come up with that. Um, the masculine and feminine of the self forgiveness. Uh, it doesn't just mean love for others. It's self love. It's not just romantic love. It's familial love. It's love for your friends, love for um, your fellow witches, love for your environment, love for where you're from, love for your past, for your present, and for your future. It's all of these things. It doesn't, I know I talked about this a lot in every episode. I feel like I talk about it a lot, but in the Valentine's Day episode, for sure, I know I talked about how we have to get out of this sense of like romantic love being the only love and that it's the only, it's the most important love. I don't find that to be true. It's just a variation of love and we should give. We should give the consideration to platonic love and to familial love and to love for oneself, especially the same consideration that we give to romantic love. Cause like romantic love can come and go, but hopefully we can keep the other ones around a little bit better, <laughs> especially love herself. If nothing else, I want us to all love ourselves cause you know, we deserve it and we deserve good. So let's talk about the blockages. <laughs> let's talk about our signs and symbols. Oh, wait, did I tell you what the Sanskrit name is? I don't think I did. So the Sanskrit name or word um, is Anahata Chakra, which means unstuck, which thinking about it being connected to the element of air makes a lot of sense, right? It's something that can't just be stuck. Like literally the beating of our heart can't be stuck because that would be really bad for us. 
but also like love and and just like the movement that comes along with all of that and all the changes we go through with the heart and so many and like compassion and um and just in so many capacities it has to be movable right so it can't be something that's stuck it has to be something that's constantly moving and changing and and pumping that blood and keeping us going and allowing us to experience new things so I'm stuck I think that makes sense or at least I'm trying to make it make sense <laughs> um okay so if your heart chakra is blocked let's talk about that <sighs> okay so <laughs> I've been thinking about love a lot lately obviously so you may find that you have a fear of commitment um and feeling like you have to get love in like you have to prove that you need to earn someone's love or you need to prove that you're worthy of love you have a hard time accepting that someone can just love you for you because that's what you deserve and you're good enough already and that love isn't something that you have to prove. Now, of course, when you are in any kind of relationship dealing with love, not just romantic, you want to show that you are responsible with that person's love, that you don't take it for granted. But it doesn't mean you have to bend and change and break just to receive love for someone else. If that's the case, then it might not be the love that's right for you or meant for you or could be, you know, really detrimental to you. Um, you will hold on to hurt from past relationships and have a wall built up. Hi, is this about me? <laughs> no, we're being optimistic. There's a new moon coming. But yeah, once your heart has been blocked, hurt, injured, you know, it, you build a little scar tissue that definitely happens. Um, you have a hard time with giving love just as you have a hard time with receiving love. I would almost go out and say you even have a harder time receiving love if your heart chakra is closed because you you just have a wall built up like that scar tissue is there and it's really hard to penetrate you know once it has settled in and so if that chakra is blocked if that green light is really dimmed down and instead of being a big beautiful diamond it's a tiny little pebble like how much love can you even receive in a space that small and and in something like that dim and kind of murky anyway you have to clear it out <clears throat> All right, boys, stick with me. Um, <laughs> you uh, will kind of just feel like you're in a state where your heart isn't at its best. It's, you know, just like with your solar plexus, you feel like your power is dimming a little bit or with your root, you feel anxiety or you feel unsafe because, you know, you might be lacking like basic security and, and the things that make us feel comfort in life. You will just feel like your heart isn't Quite where it's supposed to be. You can feel, I, I swear you can like feel the dimness in these uh, chakras when, when they are blocked or when they have been affected or it, when you just haven't been nourishing them, you can absolutely feel it. You know, just knowing your heart feels a little bit off and um, you'll find that love will have a hard time coming to you at all in any capacity because you have to be open to accepting for something to truly reach you. And that's really hard and it's scary and it's daunting. And so instead of you know, going back to the gut for a second, instead of having like the feelings of butterflies and like, oh, this is so amazing. And I'm so ready to receive this. It is that feeling of like stomach flipping over, getting really tight. I don't know about this fight or flight, like I gotta get out of here. And so, um, that's why we have to unblock the heart. And there's so many amazing things that come with an unblocked heart, but let's talk about the physical, uh, uh, sim symbols. What? The physical symptoms. I think I should say symptoms and symbols at the same time, um, of a blocked, uh, heart chakra. So it would be your good old heart disease, asthma, allergies, uh, you know, uh, associated pains, issues with, um, uh, like irregularities with the heart, like your heartbeat, 
Um, and, and not, well, hmm. and that's in something interesting too, because, you know, talk about those feelings of love again, like, oh, my heart skipped a beat. And I feel like I have experienced that before, but also I will feel like an irregular beat sometimes. And I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> so, I mean, like I should clear something out. I need to get a stethoscope. I need to listen to what's going on. Um, a murmur would be another good example of not, again, when we're talking about these physical manifestations of the chakra, I'm not saying this is the exact cause. And when you unblock your chakra, you will no longer have heart disease. Well, no. Diet's a factor, age is a factor, your background is a factor, um, your general health is a factor, your, your, uh, not DNA. Well, yeah, your DNA, it, you know, the family history is a factor. That's what I was trying to think of. So, you know, again, if you have asthma, it's not necessarily caused, it's not caused because of your heart chakra being blocked, but it can exacerbate, you know, a condition that you have. And so that's why we have to look at the medical side and the science side, but also we can be aware spiritually of how we can try to aid in alleviating things. It doesn't mean it's going to cure it or change it. Go to the doctor, pro-science podcast. I want you to all be healthy. And, you know, there's no problem with doing a little bit of both. Once again, you don't have to just listen, go to a professional, <laughs> whether it's a holistic professional, it's a medical professional. Don't take your health advice from me. I am simply a podcaster and a witch. I don't know everything. Okay, so um, when your heart chakra is open and it is vibrant and it is big and it is so green and just that green gives you like all the essence of life itself and, and all of the lushness around you, um, you'll feel comfortable in relationships. You will accept love in your heart. You will let love come to you. There are so many times, and I've been feeling this a lot myself, where like love is, oh, hello, goodbye voice. We haven't even gotten to throat yet. <laughs> Maybe throat is next, so it's like anticipating it. But I, when you feel like love is on the precipice, when it's on the horizon, I start to get a little cagey about it and be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that I can, I know is like closing my heart chakra. It's, it's blocking it. It's, it's, it's creating a more of that, you know, that wall is being put up. And when I change my perspective on that, I'm like, no, no, uh, no, no, thank you. Keep going. No, we'll just pass it this time. <laughs> I know that when it, unblocks my heart chakra, then the love that is waiting for me will be received by me. But it's up to me to be willing to receive it. It's like knocking on a door. Like, are you going to let me in? Or am I just going to stand here and knock forever? I guess. I guess I'll let it in. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, you <clears throat> are, I'm so sorry, y'all. My voice is seriously going out. Um, you are able to receive love. You are open to love. That love that is trying to find you is like half the journey. The love's trying to find you. It's there, but you have to open the door <clears throat> and you have to receive it. And that is what happens when your heart is unblocked. Um, you are able to feel a lot of gratitude, a lot of compassion, a lot of sensitivity towards other, a lot of empathy towards other. It's really important for empaths to have their heart open because so much is heartfelt for us. It stems from the heart, stems from the gut, stems from the heart for sure. Um, and you're able to just give out loving energy to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your community, to your coven, to your, your partner, to your partners, whatever your romantic situation may be, everything that you like may feel spent trying to give to other people because it is coming from a, a block chakra will come so much more easily and you'll be so much more giving of the love that you really want to give out. And it's not that you feel like you have to, you feel like it's, you just don't have enough to even give and you still feel like you have to do it because it's what it, what's expected. If it's an open chakra, then it can free flow. It can <laughs> flee flowly. <laughs> it can flow 
freely, just like the currents of the air. It can move, it can transfer, it can, you know, wrap itself around someone. It is a pure experience between all the parties involved. You know, again, it doesn't just have to be romantic love. And it also makes you, when your chakra isn't blocked, when it's open, it makes you aware of the love that you do deserve and that you deserve to be loved as the person that you are and that you don't have to change that. So like when you're blocked, you know, we talked about, you feel like you have to change to please others. You feel like you have to earn love. You have to prove that you're worthy of love. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You have to be respectful of the love. You have to be earnest. You have to be honest. But when your heart chakra is open, it allows you to feel really comfortable and confident in yourself and in the love that you deserve. And thus you will receive that love and not feel like you have to chase after it or work for it. If you have to chase after it, if you have to work really hard for it, if someone doesn't want to freely give you the love that you deserve and the love that is necessary for you to feel comfortable in whatever the situation may be, then, you know, maybe that person just isn't the right person to be giving you love or maybe that person is blocked in their own way. But that's why it's really important too to focus on self-love because we can always try and strive and hopefully achieve giving ourselves the love that we deserve. You know, if it's hard to get anywhere else, people all do with their own issues. Other people's chakras are blocked for sure. There's trauma, there's histories, all kinds of stuff. And again, not just romantic love. Uh, but if we can find that love and we can give it to ourselves and be confident in that, then, and our heart chakra is open there, then that love can be extremely, if not the most nourishing, I would say, you know, top two. Okay, so our crystals for our heart chakra are green aventurine. I always want to call that adventurine. That's not what it is. Aventurine, rose quartz, of course, emerald, peridot, malachite, rhodochrosite. I always want to call that Rhodesian, like the dog. I just can't pronounce words. <laughs> Pink calcite, unikite. I've never heard of that. Watermelon tourmaline, which is so beautiful. That's one of my favorite stones. And rhodonite. So you notice that there's a few pink thrown in there, but again, the, just remember that the heart chakra is green. So that's why we have the malachite and the peridot and the emerald, all those really beautiful green stones. And I believe the watermelon tourmaline is a little bit of both. So that might be the one to really hone in on. Okay, so on to our throat chakra. We are almost there. We are halfway done. Okay, so our throat chakra, um, the element is sound. And in Sanskrit, it is Vishuddha chakra, which means the pure place. Isn't that wonderful? And it definitely is all about your communication center. Um, I find it very funny that my throat, I mean, not, well, yeah, my throat, my voice is very much going out by the time we get to this one. My throat is really raw by now, but you know what? We got to get through all of them. As expected, the throat is, the, the throat chakra, the throat, if you will, your communication center is all about your voice. It's about your creative self-expression. It's about your truth, speaking your truth, communicating your truth, coming from a centered place, dealing with your wheel, your willpower, <laughs> dealing with your honesty, dealing with your ability to listen and to make sure that others are listening to you and your ability to be heard. Very, very, very important. Along with the actual throat itself, it also governs the thyroid. Um, and I'm, I just feel like this is something that you will hear a lot in um, holistic and like spiritual practice is that you will have a lot of issues. With, I mean, of course, again, the thyroid is something that can very much have medical scientific reasons 
uh, family history, you know, all kinds of things that affect its function. And if you have issues with it, that's enlarged, if it needs to be removed, all of those things. I mean, my thought, I haven't had any issues with my thyroid, but it's been suspected in a lot of things that I like had going on medically growing up, especially because I, is that my thyroid? Okay, never mind. We don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to think is if it was my thyroid that they were suspecting because I grew very, very quickly. I'm five foot nine. If I haven't mentioned it before, I'm very tall. Um, I, and I have been this height since I was 11. I remember being four foot 11 when I was seven. So I was almost, I was five feet tall when I was six, uh, seven years old. So I grew very quickly. And so repeatedly like checking my thyroid was something that was going on. So it is, a, it can be a real for sure medical thing, but you will hear, um, of people having activity with their thyroid in relation to the throat chakra. It's kind of a common hand in hand thing. So I'm not saying if you clear out your throat chakra, your thyroid will be perfectly normal and functional, but it is a very, very common association. Out of all the things we've talked about, like the physical body associations, that is probably the one that we all will be the most familiar with because it comes up a lot. So um, it deals with the thyroid and physical, physical symptoms. I cannot remember that word <laughs> of uh, issues with the throat chakra or blockages with the th throat chakra. Chakra. Wow. Throat chakra. Who knew that would be the one to take me out? Um, you're thinking about your bronchitis, uh, asthma comes up again, mouth ulcers, tonsillitis. Um, you know, anything that just you think about dealing with it. I'm like stroking my throat right now, thinking about all the different afflictions that can come be centered in that area. And again, like issues with the thyroid. So that's something to keep in mind if you are feeling a little thyroidy and you've explored some other options it could you know dealing with your throat chakra and unblocking it may help with that but you know still go to professional don't just listen to me as for your spiritual sim uh, why, why am i still stuck on symbols <laughs> symptoms of blockages um you may experience a fear of speaking up and like saying what you really feel and really want and being able to feel like you can be honest and you may feel like you need to <clears throat> me. You may feel like you need to change or cover or amend your words to please other people. Um, kind of feeling pressure to go along with others, others thoughts, others feelings, others expressions of emotion because you don't want to rock the boat too much. Um, you'll definitely feel frustration because you don't feel like you're being heard. You don't feel like you're being listened to. And you also will feel frustrated that you don't feel like you're communicating or advocating for yourself correctly. Um, and definitely sore throats will be an issue, uh, or feeling that lump in your throat. I have had that a lot of times where I was like, Oh, I think something's wrong with my thyroid, but it was just like this lump in the throat, throat blockage kind of feeling even like a throat tightening or, um, a throat raw, anything that just, it feels like your throat is not in balance, which I know is kind of a weird way to describe it can be symptomatic of having a throat chakra that is currently blocked. Now, when we unblock our throat chakra, we will have so much ease and so much comfort with expressing ourselves and speaking from the heart. And you know, that's the thing, again, we're talking about, we're building upon this foundation, right? So you have this strong root foundation, you have this heart that is, is having this free flow and it's this pure flow. And then you're able to speak it. Like you're able to have your truth and be listened to and be confident and know that you're being heard. And that is what comes with an open throat chakra. So that's why it's so important to not just focus on like three, like I was, but you got to get all seven in there, you know? Um, so.
So you'll be more comfortable with being open and honest. You'll be able to speak your truth and put your foot down when you have to and not just go along with people because you're more worried about being pleasing to other people than being heard by other people. Um, you'll notice people listening to you a lot more. You'll notice an ease with communicating. Um, so it's not just that people are listening to you because you're kind of more confident in it and you're putting forth the expectation of being listened to, but it's also that you're just communicating more clearly. It's like you have honey in your throat and you're able, isn't that a saying? I think so. You're like honey in the throat. I don't know. I might have just made that up, but if you've heard it before, it's just that you, there's like a sweetness to what you deliver. And not that it has to be sweet. Like it has to be in this perfect, um, way that doesn't offend or, you know, challenge anyone, but it's just that you have this certain ability to deliver what you want to say in this way that hits other people's ears in the right way, you know, just clear communication. Um, and you feel like not only are you being heard, but what you're saying and your truth and what you're speaking of and all the communication you're putting out is being well received, but also respected. So having a throat chakra that is unblocked is extremely important because it's literally like what we speak out into the world and what represents us. And the crystals associated with the throat chakra are aquamarine, celestite, angelite, that's familiar, <laughs> blue topaz, blue lace, Okay, I never know how to say this. Agate, agate, blue lace, agate, agate. Is that it? I always just read it. I never say it out loud. So I'm going to go with agate. Um, Ajoti quartz, aqua aura quartz, turquoise, chrysocolla, one of our favorites, and blue quartz. Okay, on to our third eye. Y'all, we are almost there. We have stuck out this episode. Everyone's doing an amazing job. Love this for us. Let's talk about the third eye. So in that reading, I mentioned that I had yesterday, um, my, there was a lot of talk about my third eye and how it is very, very, very open and very, very, very active, which again, makes sense because I'm always in the top part of my body. I'm always with the heart, the throat, the eye and the crown. That is where all my focus is, which is not a good thing, but that's where it is. And, you know, I've talked about before where I have these incidents where I, um, slip into past lives is what I've been calling them. According to Louise via Brittany, what is actually happening is I am going into different dimensions. I, I, I guess so. I, I, it hasn't happened enough for me to put a label on it as we know, but there's different dimensions or realms that I am slipping into. So that's fun. I hope I can control it a little bit better. And I think the more that I work on my third eye chakra being open and not just it's open and just whatever happens happens, but I'm actually controlling it. It'll get a lot better. But yeah, our third eye as we should know, I hope, is that it's between the brows and the word for it <clears throat> in Sanskrit is Anjna Chakra, A-J-N-A, -A, Anya Chakra, perhaps. It's definitely probably one of those two, <laughs> but I have to guess, which I am. It is probably one of those two. I hope I, I did it justice. Okay, so um, the element for the third eye chakra is light. And as we know, again, it is between the eyebrows. It's something I touch all the time. I've noticed it's, I guess because mine has become really active as of late. It's something that I'm always like making myself really aware of. And so I touch my third eye a lot. I don't know if it, do any of y'all do that? Are you like constantly kind of fiddling with it? Maybe I'm trying to clear out everything so you can see better. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, it governs our psychic ability, thinking of your intuitions, your sense of purpose in life, your precognition, your premonition, um, self-reflection, visualization, your discernment. Again, that goes hand in hand with uh, that gut feeling situation again. 
being able to feel things out, have your intuitiveness to, uh, uh, kick in, and your discernment of what is actually going on. The third eye chakra deals with the eyes, with the sinuses, and with the pituitary gland. That was what I was questioning before if it was my thyroid. I know I had my thyroid tested a lot because the way I grew when I was little, but I was like, is it my pituitary or was it my thyroid? It may have been both. I mean, I had a lot of blood work as a kid. But yeah, um, what's also really interesting is that my, what Brittany told me was she had a sneezing fit when she started channeling for me. And the first thing she said was, how are your sinuses? Are your sinuses really bad? Do you have issues with that? And I was like, yeah, that's all I do. As you all know, all I do is just sneeze and have sinus issues 24 seven. Sorry, I'm swallowing so much. My throat is literally parched at this point. I'm trying to work with it. Um, but yeah, so the third eye, I think the more active my third eye has become, uh, and the more it's just kind of buzzing and putting out all this indigo energy on its own, the more that I'm having issues with my sinuses because it, I haven't gotten control of it yet. But yeah, looking for stuff with your eyes, looking for something with your pituitary gland, with your sinuses, that is all related to that third eye chakra. So let's talk about when it is blocked, which hopefully it is open and turning and flowing for all of us. Um, you may experience a struggle with your purpose in life. There's a lot of questions of like, why am I here? What am I doing? Am I doing it right? Am I on the right path? Am I on the wrong path? Am I messing it all up? Hello. A lot of those things that I think are really common fears for a lot of us, especially as witches that are very tapped in to, um, everything. We're tapped into everything all the time. So we feel everything all the time. So we worry about a lot of stuff all the time. And so when we have that third eye blocked, you really do get those big, like existential questions rattling around in your brain. Uh, a blockage will also lead to a block with your intuition. You won't be feeling it as strongly, or you feel like you can't really trust what you do feel, or it's just not coming through. Instead of getting like a clear frequency, it's a lot of like a ton of static. Is that what static sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> so it popped in my head. You will find that you have uh, difficulty making decisions, that your discernment just isn't there. It's just low frequency, like someone has just turned the radio down and you can barely hear the signals that the universe and your, your kind of psychic intuition and uh, any messages you would receive like telepathically, they're just not quite getting to you or it's just like a hum or it's a like, no, stop whispering. I can't hear you, but it's because my third eye might be blocked. Um, feeling lost, feeling confused, especially about what you're doing again or like your spiritual path, um, feeling overwhelmed, like we just talked about with this witchcraft stuff, which is very normal, but opening that third eye can kind of, well, not kind of, it can really help with that feeling of overwhelming because you'll be able to like, look, you know, look quote unquote at what you should be doing. And if you're on the right direction and if you're on the right path, um, and then physical symptoms, you will have the sinuses, like I said, headaches, uh, the tension, the pressing of the face, which is what I get really badly. Um, all of that concentrated around that brow area where that third eye sits and it's just like radiating out or it's teeny and tiny and weak. And that's why we have to open it and unblock it. Now, when you do unblock it, you have just flows of intuition. You can trust your intuition. It is clear. The messages are clear and they're pinging and there's no more static and that frequency is right on and it's all being delivered to you. You can make decisions really easily. You have the discernment to figure out if the situation is good for you, if it just seems like it's good for you, if it's just flat out bad for you. You'll have a stronger sense of the path that you're on. It'll be a lot less. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right place? What is the purpose of this? What's my purpose? What's the point? 
all those questions will be kind of swept away and you will see the purpose. You will see the light, quote unquote. It's all, you know, it's like, again, third eye, you are seeing, you are getting answers. You were able to receive these messages. It's so much about clarity. It's so much about being able to receive all of this stuff and being able to trust yourself and listen to yourself and have a really strong sense of your spiritual self and know that your intuition can be trusted again, that your discernment can be trusted that your visualization can be trusted, your precognition can be trusted. All these gifts that we have that dwell in like the psychic realm, all of that is something that we kind of question anyway, right? Because we're told all the time that none of this stuff is real and it's just make-believe and you're just having fun and being a witch is all of the stuff we talk about. But it is real and we experience it. And the more we open our third eye, the more we're able to trust all the things we're experiencing. I know there's been a lot of times where something has happened um, or I'll have like a re like the thing where I slip back into the other realms, I guess. And there's, because it's only happened twice, even though it was so, it was so realistic when it happened. I mean, obviously it really happened, but it, it I just felt it. I felt the nausea. I clo I closed my eyes. I got all these visions. Like I just saw so much happen. Like I can't express that away. I can't explain it away. But because it only happened twice, it is kind of easy sometimes to be like, well, maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I was just having a dream or like, maybe I just made that up because we're kind of taught like all this stuff is not real. But when that third eye is open, it's like, not only is it real, but you can control when you do it. So that's why it's really important to unblock that third eye. Okay. So our crystals for our third eye, tanzanite, lapis lazuli. This is what Brittany told me in my reading. She said, I need lapis lazuli, put it under my pillow it's going to help a lot because uh, she, she picked up on the fact that I have a lot of sleep issues, as mentioned before. And interestingly enough, when I went to the witch door, like I mentioned, to get my black tourmaline and my bloodstone jumped out at me, uh, the bloodstone jumped out, I was actually on the hunt for lapis lazuli when I was there. It just like came into my mind that I really needed it. And then they didn't have any. So I still got to find it. But lapis lazuli is perfect for the third eye. So I've had a couple of confirmations about that. Um, sodalite, azorite. Iolite, Tanzan Aura Quartz, Blue Tourmaline. Um, okay, I've never heard of this one before. Shattuckite, Shattuckite, S-H-A-T-T-U-C-K-I-T-E. If you have that, let me know. I want to see what it looks like. Blue Apatite and Blue Kynite. All the blue stones one could ever want. Um, so think about really like those blue purpley stones. It's it is. It's indigo. <laughs> it's, it's very fancy. It's not just blue. It's not just purple. It's indigo. All right. So finally, we have our crown chakra. Last but certainly. Certainly? Okay. Certainly, not least. So the crown chakra is exactly where we would imagine it to be. It sits atop the head in this beautiful violet light, like a crown crowning you in all of your beautiful witchy glory. Um, and the element that it governs is thought. The uh, Sanskrit name for the the crown chakra is the Shashara. Whoa. Let me try that again. It is the Sahasrara. Sahasrara. S-A-H-A-S-R-A-R-A chakra, which sounds like a phenomenally beautiful word. And I, I'm sure it is pronounced much more lyrically than I did. But that is how that you spell it. If you're, you know, taking notes, you want to look it up on your own. Um, yeah, so the crown chakra is all about the like connection between you and the divine. So 
Here's another ballet school reference. When I was um, studying, we used to have to think about a string coming out of the top of our head that connected us to the ceiling. And that would also keep our posture very straight and very balletic. And so I kind of like to think of it as the same thing. Their crown chakra sits there. And with that purple, that um, violet light energy, it connects you to the divine. It connects you to the space above you, to the heavens above, you know, whatever your kind of conception of the universe or any of those magical spheres are. Um, it's responsible for spirituality, belief systems, revelation, divine consciousness, your enlightenment, you know, just everything that we can think of, of the thoughts and of the mind, your brain function, your central nervous system are, um, are the physical elements or the physical traits. Why am I forgetting the word of it now? The physical, the parts of your physical body there we go, <laughs> that are controlled by the crown chakra. Um, so what is that gland called? The, the pineal gland. See, there's a thyroid gland, the pituitary, and I think it's pineal gland that is, uh, in that area. And so the crown chakra also controls and kind of, uh, works with that. It gets real glandular at the top. So if your crown chakra is blocked, which we don't hope for, um, the physical signs you would have of that would be, again, like migraines, tension, headaches, a cloudiness of the mind, a fuzziness. Um, what's that thing called? Fogginess? I get that a lot because I have fibromyalgia. So I get this thing called fibrofog, where I just can't really think and remember and I lose my train of thought a lot. It happens on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, that blockages will lead to those migraines, those tension headaches, a lot of pressure, a lot of just... Fog. Fogginess is really the right word for it. It almost feels like you're driving a car. You need to like use the windshield wipers to, to get all that fog out of your, your field of vision. Um, also when you're clown, clown. Oh my gosh. Crown. This is my fault because as we know, it chapter two is about to come out. So my boyfriend, Bill is about to have uh, the second or probably first biggest box office of his career because this one has even more scares and amazing actors in it. So I, I've watched the trailer about 76 times. Clowns are on the brain. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with your crown chakra. Other ways to, uh, understand that it is blocked is that you'll have feelings of like loneliness and significance, aimlessness. You're not hitting the target and you kind of don't care that you're hitting the target. Um, kind of a strong attachment to things that are of the, of, like this plane of this earth and not so much of the spiritual side. So kind of like more materialistic, more accolades from like the earth side, as opposed to all the like magnificence of the spiritual world. Does that make sense? Like you can kind of get too concentrated on what's earthly and not what is like so beyond it. Um, a lack of feeling any kind of connection with any kind of higher power or feeling like you're not being guided, being really like out of touch with your guides, your angels, your goddesses, your gods, you know, whatever you kind of, what other kind of like spiritual being you choose to work with or you feel called to work with or, you know, specifically called to you. Um, feeling like you're not worthy of spiritual help or spiritual guidance or those connections to the divine that we all, you know, establish in different ways and are natural to us. And it kind of depends. It kind of not depends, but it kind of is up to us what we do with it. But the connections there, you know, it's just, do we want to open that chakra? Do we want to experience all of the things that come with like the connection to any source of the divine, you know? Um, but yeah, feeling like really frustrated because you feel like you aren't connecting with the divine, feeling really frustrated or angry because you're trying to, but it's like bad connection, you know, call, call again later. 
that is all signs. That frustration, that um, loneliness, that feeling, the disconnect, those are all signs of having a blocked crown chakra. Now, when your oh my gosh, crown chakra is open. I'm not watching that trailer again. It's affecting me too much. When your crown chakra is open, you will feel that connection. You will feel that gorgeous violet light just emanating between you and between the divine and that connection is there and that higher power is there and that that sense of being watched over, protected, guided, all of those things will return to you. Or if you don't have a problem with your crown chakra or don't, not a problem, but like a blockage, then it's present already. You know, you feel so connected. You don't feel alone. You feel like, like for me, Archangel Gabriel has my back. I know he's always there and he always has my back. I can call him and he will be more present, but even just the feeling, the lingering is always right there. Um, knowing that you deserve good. That is a sign of it. Knowing that you are, you are deserving of abundant blessings. <clears throat> Sorry. And not only are you deserving of them, but they are coming your way and you are open to receiving them. You're not just saying like, oh, this may happen. It may work out. You're like, no, I deserve good and good is coming. And I am connecting to the, to, you know, whatever above me that is divine and amazing and fruitful and limitless. And I'm ready and here and present to receive all of those goods. Um, and just feeling a lot of gratitude and hope. It's the crown chakra being open and thriving is such a beautiful thing. But again, we can't have the gratitude and the hope and the connection to the divine and the abundance and all those wonderful things if deep down at that root, we don't have a solid foundation because that's only going to last for so long. You know, you not only, not that it will just only last so long, but it just won't be as brilliant and as bright as it could be because the foundation shaky. So that's why it's really important to always be aware of, you know, what's going on with all of our chakras and not just focusing on the ones that sound pretty and witchy, you know, but we want to focus on the ones that are rooted down there and really have some positive, but a little more serious stuff going on. I'm not even serious, just more, less fantastical, more real. Does that make sense? More stuff going on. Okay. And so with our crown chakra, the stones crystals are clear quartz. Again, go back to that April 30th new moon that's coming up. Clear quartz is very, very important to connect us to the limitlessness of the universe. Amethyst, um, clear calcite, sherryolite, sherryoite, excuse me, um, sujolite. Never heard of that. Let me know if you've seen it or if you have it, you practice with it. Selenite, yes. Um, ametrine, spirit quartz, strictite, and apophyllite. I've never heard of that one either. There's a few on that list I've never heard of. So I'm actually <laughs> really excited about this list. All 70 of them that I read because I'm going to look up all the ones I don't know about. But if you do practice with them, <clears throat> sorry, y'all, <laughs> it's just going out. I need some water. Um, if you do practice with any of those, uh, show them off. I want to see what they're, they look like. I want to see what yours look like. And I want to see, um, I want to hear from you about how you use them. Okay, home stretch. Your homework is also how you are going to be able to clear out your blockages and activate those chakras and get them beautiful and plump and full of vibrant color and pulsating and energized and swirling and all those wonderful adjectives. Oh, verbs. Verbs. I have an English degree, but uh, I can't remember right now. <laughs> anyway, so what we're going to do to clear out those blockages, what we're going to do to activate all those chakras and get them all 
going at the same frequency is we're going to meditate on them. There is a meditation that I particularly like on Insight Timer. Insight Timer is free to join. Um, this is not like sponsored in any way. I just like it because it's free. <laughs> I mean, I like it because there's really good ones, but I like it because it's free. And, you know, sometimes you can't shell out the extra 10, 30, 50, I don't know how much they cost for an app for meditation. So there's one I like in particular that takes you through activating all of the chakras and it makes you like imagine them swelling up like a balloon and the colors and the placements. It is a little long, but it's worth it because we've talked about how from the foundation to the crown of our heads, all of these these, I was going to say all these sacrals, all these chakras come together to make us kind of witch at our highest ability and at our best level. So it is long and I would hope that you could find the time to do it in one space, but if you can't, you know, you can break it up. It's just really about taking the time to acknowledge and pay attention to and nourish each one of the chakras individually. And that's what I really like about this meditation. So I'm going to share that and that is going to be our homework this week. And if you can't find time to do it, I understand if you can only find five minutes here and there, at least try to think about each chakra. Think about the placement that we talked about. Think about the color. And if you have those, you know, one of the crystals that we mentioned for each, pull them all out, hold them all in your hand. And one by one, just visualize the color, the placement, and try to think about it just filling up like a big balloon, like a big crystal or stone that's just growing and growing and growing just so we can get the juices flowing. I don't know why I always say juices flowing when I hate it. <laughs> And yet here we are. But yeah, just think about them getting big and bold and vibrant and full of vitality. And we can, you know, harness all that power to push forward into our witchcraft. So that is our homework this week. Um, I'm not going to do a crystal of the week because I named 70 crystals. <laughs> so of the ones I named, uh, if I, I would do what I would encourage you to do what I'm going to do, which is Take the ones you haven't heard of before and look them up and see what they're about and see if, hey, maybe that's the one I really do want to use for uh, my solar plexus or that's the one I really do want to use for my throat chakra that, you know, I thought I was going to do um, citrine, but turns out this golden tiger, well, I know what a golden tiger site is, but <laughs> you know, another one you look up, turns out this one is even better. Okay, my beloved baddies, I think that is it for this week. <laughs> you know, when I started this episode, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to definitely do this in under an hour. Why do I lie to myself? It never happens. Next week. Next week's my week. I feel good about it. Um, if you want to send me an email, thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. I am working my way through emails now. So I've had, if I haven't gotten back to you yet, you are on my list. I promise I am working my way through them. I respond to all of them. Um, the Facebook group, Search Bad Witch, or you can click the link in the episode notes. And the answer to get in is the craft. I am also accepting uh, The Covenant and Flubber. <laughs> Never forget. Oh my gosh, wait. Someone requested to join the group. And they were like, oh, it's ju I, I'm just on the first episode, but you said something about Bill Skarsgård and you hate going outside. And I was like, yes, you're in. You're in. You're in. <laughs> you're paying attention. <laughs> Love that. Y'all come up with the best answers. <laughs> All right. And um, oh, patreon.com slash badwitch. If you want shout outs, readings, bonus episodes, witchy mail, it's all there. One day I will actually sit down and tell you all the levels, but we're at a hundred. Nope. We're not at a hundred. We're at an hour and 42 minutes. So I think we can wrap up the episode there. I love you all so much. You all deserve good work on those chakras. I'm going to share that meditation. Let's all try to do it this week. Um, and you know, if you can't just, let's try to do the visual, vis whoa, visualization of all of them. 
I know that you're doing the homework. I know that you're keeping up as much as you can and you're taking notes. And I'm so, so, so proud of all of you. You are all my little baddie babies. I love being your witch mom, your witch sister, your witch godmother, your fairy, whatever you want to call me. I love you all. Until next week, blessed be and goodbye. Hey, welcome to What's Happening. And what's happening? Oh, what's happening, you ask? The $2 sausage McMuffin with egg. At, at McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, so good. Oh, savory sausage melty cheese. And egg on a freshly toasted muffin. For $2. $2. And what's happening? The McDonald's app. Download it on your phone right now. So you can get up on some exclusive deals only available on the McDonald's app. This bumpy emoji out of here. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.